Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, and changed our voices electronically, you understand, so that we can stay employed because our bosses would never allow us to bring you our unfiltered, unvarnished, candid, untenable, unnoticeable, unremarkable, (laughs) unfathomable views on stocks every week uh, when we get together like we have for years and look for ideas in that week's Value Line Investment Survey. Thanks for not saying how many years. We want to remind everybody that this is for entertainment purposes only. Even if it's not entertaining, that is its sole purpose. And we want... Well, uh, the drinking. What? That's not my sole purpose. I don't know anything about it. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Uh, Mrs. Value. I don't know anything. You also need to understand that we may own all all or none of the stocks that we're talking about or have other conflicts of interest. So uh, just just assume the worst and, uh, again... Remain focused on the entertainment value. Um, <laughs> People will be turning us off immediately. And one, pro- one problem, of course, saying? every week is we often don't know anything about the stocks that we're talking about. But we usu- we'll usually tell you about that. Um, and because sometimes there's been an adult beverage. I know a little bit this week, Fern. And, and I, I read too. The Value Lines If you want to learn more about us, please visit our website at thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, I'm going to be back with really three remarkably... High quality, ordinary. I'm sorry. Value. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure. Was that a, no? Were you, was that a needle? <laughs> I'm just. I'm just predicting. That's uh-huh. all. I just every week we we never pick the same stocks. Every week we no. That's true. We independently, we it's so right. rare, and I just think that that says a lot. But uh, before I do that, so hang in there, everyone. Uh, I'm going to turn the show over to. The Rocky Raccoon of the investment world, Val Hughes. I'm editing that out because I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. Um, it's just alliterative. Very nice. Okay, this is Val Hughes. And, uh, it's also the Beatles. I don't have uh, really a Which rant you know, this of week. Course. Of course. Uh, I don't really have a rant this week because things are good in value investing land. Um, we've been saying on the show the uh, it's clear the abyss we're not in the abyss, and the market seems to be realizing that. Banks are saying they're not going to lose as Everyone much money. Everyone seems to be acting very uh, mature about the whole thing. bumping along the bottom. And, um, you know, I think companies are reporting earnings generally in line or better than people feared, better than people feared. We still have this nasty problem of, you know, we're having to grow an economy without just borrowing, you know, uh, our way out of it like we've done in the past. So that means lower growth rates for some time into the future. But if it averages down just maybe a point lower than normal, maybe you know we won't notice it all that much. I do notice that GDP today, minus 1%. And I was thinking about what that is. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, that's seasonally adjusted for a quarter. So it really means we were just down a quarter of 1%. And they annualize it because they're just guessing that that would keep going on for a year. Okay, so it was a quarter of 1%, and even that's seasonally adjusted. Am I right, Vern? There, uh, there okay. seems to be a, a common trend that um, Are you answering a lot question? of seasonal businesses didn't have their seasonal uptick this okay. year. Okay. Anyway, a quarter of 1%. So here's the thing. Let's say you work 200 days a year. That's 50, day, 50 weeks, 5 days, 250. If you miss, I think, 
two days, let's say, that would be 1%. If you miss one day, that'd be half of 1%, roughly speaking. So the economy missing a quarter of 1% is like taking half a day off work. And I think when you put it in those terms, we all understand why everyone might have taken half a day off work over the last three months. Because uh, it's summer. A lot obviously, of people were forced to take And we half can't a day get loans and all that. Pay. So I just, for me, that put it in perspective. Maybe That's no probably one cares. what caused it, actually. Uh, and I think the market feels good about that. It's been uh, performing nicely. And so. Uh, well, I, until we anniversary uh, everything um, getting terrible. Yeah, we won't really good. know what the environment's going okay. to be, so we can I've, all speculate about it now. I've got three ideas this week um, that I mostly either own or would like to own, and uh, as usual, I'm going to go in page number order, I think. I've got my pages out of order right now. Here we go. Uh, first up, Fresh Del Monte, page 1914. I'm going to do a little compare and contrast this week with Chiquita Brands, which I've recommended before. What page is it on? Uh, it's on 1907, Vern. Uh, Thank you for asking. Oh, that's not in page number order. Yes, it is. Doesn't 1907 come before I, 1914? The stock I'm recommending is what drives the page number order, not the contrast stock. Uh, okay. That's the so, rule this week, um, is it? So here's the thing that attracts me. Do you have First a cover of, sheet? I'm just trying to tell about Can the stocks it? here. We're I running need the page out page numbers. We're running out of time. People haven't even heard an idea. I don't have it. Oh, here it is. There it is. Okay. So Fresh Del Monte. I'm. We're so unprepared this week. This is so unprofessional. I have to really apologize. I still have a little Can bit of time to get ready. Can you just give me a chance to tell the people about? Please this go one ahead. Uh, page 1914. Here's what I like. First of all, eight times earnings. Now, the stock's up off the price on here a little bit, like 20%, <laughs> three bucks. <laughs> uh, so maybe it's nine times earnings <laughs> or something like that. But here's what I like. The theme is wealth likes fruit and also uh, the demographics. Older people like fruit or are asked to you know, eat it by their doctors. And these guys are increasingly, through the use of better logistics, better technology on keeping things at the right temperature, is increasingly reaching all over the world with their fruit and vegetables packaged up and branded. Uh, their big deal is they've got a new distribution center or two in the Middle East, which has a lot of money, no fruit, evidently. So what could be easier than that? Uh, it's like selling lemonade in the summer into the Middle East. And they're also expanding into Asia and some other places. Um, officers and directors own 35% of this thing. I calculate the enterprise value at a billion five, and if I can just multiply the operating margin times sales, which we learned last week due to Michael Shea, that that calculation is in fact EBITDA, I'm looking at an enterprise value to EBITDA around five times, which is a 20% cash on cash return for fresh fruit. Now, their returns on capital aren't great. They're 10, 8, 9%. You know, I'd like to see higher. But they're unlevered. Their debt level, zero, which I like. That's nice. And uh, I think they kind of grow with wealth. You know, they've got a major brand. The reason I contrast with Chiquita, Chiquita, interestingly, is a little more expensive. It's seven times EBITDA, and yet it's 55% debt to capital. They're much more heavily involved in bananas. 57% of Chiquita is in bananas. Fresh Del Monte is more diversified. So what is it with bananas? I do know that bananas, and I've talked about this on past show, have a new technology that keeps them fresh longer. That's why you're seeing them in Starbucks and places with, you know, shelf life. So maybe bananas are in the ascension. I agree with that. But two multiple points and all the debt? I don't know. I'm a fan of Fresh Del Monte. Look it up, page 1914. Next up, 
uh, and I don't own that, by the way. Uh, this one I've talked about before, page 2024, take two, TTWO, rated five by Value Line. Why? Who knows? Uh, here's my theme. Game boxes, increasingly going into the living rooms, plugging into your high-def TV with a little cable called the HDMI or who knows what, and people are having computers in living rooms now, Xboxes hooked up to uh, LCD televisions, and so the computers finally getting into the living room. Video games are competing for eyeball time with television and increasingly winning. winning. Um, this company owns the Grand Theft Auto franchise, and they have... A kind of a down year this year. They didn't have a lot of games coming out, but they've got a big year coming up in 2010 with Bioshock 2, Mafia 2, Max Payne 3, Red Dead Redemption, and of course they're you know they've recently been putting out a Grand Theft Auto downloadable sort of chapter version of that as a subscription, and that's have to be a big deal. There's only about four or five companies doing this, and yet the number of set-top boxes is growing, the number of hours spent in these games is growing, and in their Grand Theft Auto game, they have the chance to put advertising in the game, which people are talking about hasn't happened yet. It's... Uh, it's about 10 times EBITDA, which is more than you might want to pay, but that's on trailing EBITDA that doesn't reflect the value of these franchises. They have no debt, and uh, they're also trading... None? That's right, Vern. Thanks for jumping in. And also, uh, they're selling at half sales. I've been busy. Now, here's the other thing I like. Electronic Arts, E-R-T-S, which has a lot of great game franchises, of course, uh, including Madden Sports and uh, what else? They own... Uh, I can't even remember. Sims and a whole bunch of things. Uh, they made an offer for take. It's not oh, listed here. All? It's not listed here, and I don't. I can't name it all. But all the great franchises, many of them, particularly sports, they have a nice um, share in. They made an offer for Take Two last year at twenty-six bucks. Take Two's at nine. Electronic Arts sells at two times sales. They have a similar return on capital, which is medium single digits, and just reflects that they are building, not mining, some of these franchises right now. Um, but they could easily buy Take-Two. It would be accretive. I think that over the next couple years, they're going to go back to Take-Two, particularly after a good 09, 010 Christmas, go back and make that old deal here and pick up that Grand Theft Auto franchise and also take out a competitor in sports. Take-Two is, is evolving this. Um, they have uh, some sports franchise they're building out. Um, 2K Sports, which is you know nipping at the heels of EA Sports, so they might want to take that out. Anyway, take a look. Take two, TTWO, page 2024. Uh, I continue to own that, like it a lot. It's one of my largest positions. And finally, on page 2030, Greenlight Capital, ticker GLRE. This thing is so new that ValueLine hasn't even rated it. Uh, it's trading at eight times earnings, 50% of the market PE. I own this. I bought it recently. It's a new company. It's a new insurance company. That uh, and we've talked to management in the shop. They have no legacy problems. In fact, they have no debt. They haven't been writing insurance, so they don't have a bunch of insurance that they undercharged for that's about to go bad and write-offs associated with that because they don't have any. What they do with their sales force? Uh, what do they do with what? Their sales force. They never had a sales force. Oh, I they're new, that part. new company, new company. Ah. So they have a sales force now, and what they're doing is this is run by David Einhorn, the same guy that has Greenlight. 
capital hedge fund. He's a value investor. And what he's doing is he's putting capital into the insurance business because the prices are good, returns are high, you can pick your spots, and basically they're going to get into insurance that's got a high ROI. They're very ROI-minded, which I think is a little bit rare in insurance where companies are trying to provide suites of products and be all service. They're going to be narrow service. If they can make a buck, they're going to do it. If they can't, they're going to refer you to someone else who's willing to do it. It's probably because the market's over supplied in that area. There's lots of competitors. They'll hand it over to somebody else, and they'll get a, f a referral fee. So they're just going to do the things that make sense, and then they're going to invest the money with David Einhorn, which, you know, he's got a great record. You don't need that for this to work out. I think their underwriting uh, profits are going to, you know, take care of themselves. This thing is trading just around book value. Uh, value Line says they're going to earn... Uh, what a buck? Let's see here. I can never read these insurance. Oh, 280 a share next year. Stock at 18. So eight times earnings. Uh, no debt. Let's see. And it's a it's a brand new company. What can I tell you, Vern? I like this one a lot. Greenlight Capital. Oh, 15 percent return on equity. And uh, you said you just if just they, bought some. Is if right? they lever this up a little bit, they could really crank that up. And I bought it, yeah, a few weeks ago, right around this price. So, uh, Greenlight Capital. And with that, I would like to turn uh, the show with and what? all that entails. I'm done. Oh. Yeah, with that, I'm wrapping it up. That's my wrap-up. Hmm. Okay. And so, are you not done? Very catchy. Um, beverage break. So, that's with just medium ado this week, Vern. Well, Can't muster much more than that. Thanks a lot, now. Yeah. Thanks well, a lot. You've been really a little quiet and... Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. I just. No, I'm just eager I to get didn't to my feel like doing high a lot of ado. ideas. My uh, first. Uh, it, here's the way this worked for me this week: is I went looking for, uh, you know, cheap stocks, and um, realized that Ingalls Markets was in this issue, which is a stock I've recommended at some point in the past. Um, and a, uh, a company that I'm familiar with. If you're not, they are a regional grocer. They have about 200 supermarkets in, uh, well, they have more than 70 in Georgia and almost 70 in North Carolina. They have three dozen in South Carolina. So uh, that's probably 160. That's about 80% of what they have is in those three coastal states. And they're also, in a smaller way, in Tennessee, Virginia, and Alabama, where I think they're just starting to, you know, move out from their regional core, and um, I don't their, like the supermarket. Their positioning in the marketplace. Well, uh, you know, they, like it, it. the stocks have been underperforming in a pretty big way throughout this recent rally, which makes me, uh, because you know everything's relative, makes me kind of interested in taking a look at them here. Um, particularly because some of them trade Free safety. That's what's happening. Fairly, they, a lot of them trade in fairly narrow bands of relative performance, and right now they're bumping up against the bottom of that over a you know decade-long uh, kind of timeline. So they look particularly cheap right now. I know they're not exciting, but uh, we also don't know what the future holds. Uh, certainly, the last twelve months has been full of uh, uh, excitement, hasn't it? So um, you probably ought to own something like this if you can buy it uh, at a good discounted price because it does, they, don't, they tend not to grow real fast, and they're hostage a little bit to commodity prices. Gasoline prices have been yanking the stocks around recently as uh, a lot of them have added 
gas stores, you know, as outstores on their properties. Um, Ingalls, uh, which is on, by the way, page 1945, the year Adolf Hitler ate a pill in a Berlin sewer. Uh, that's 1945. <laughs> I'm doing mine in page number order as well. Are you the quirky well. value guy? Is that what you're going for? What is that about, Vern? Uh, Ingalls Markets. The symbol here is IMKT. Should I, I get that? Edit Ingalls that Market. Out? But then there's an A. Um, so Ingalls Markets. Well, I just want a memorable way to remember the page number since that's you know, apparently an important item to mention. Was Ingalls a, uh, a uh, associate of, uh, of Adolf Hitler? It does sound uh, faintly German, mm -hmm. doesn't I wonder it? If that's do you think that affected the way I, I was think thinking it did. about it? Yeah. No, I was just trying to, to mm -hmm. find a. Um, uh, I think um, a colorful I think, way. I think a therapist would have a lot of fun with that. Of World War II. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the therapists have to invent things to be uh, uh, to be know. interested in because they have an invisible product, right? Anyway, Ingalls Markets was um, closed today at 1671. I don't know what that meant. I have I don't no either. idea. I just this whole idea. I think it's going awry, Vern. How do you think your presentation's going so far? <laughs> well, let's say I, let's say it was a real world situation and you were yeah. facing a room full of I would salespeople never said who like wanted to own the stock. I mean, I think they would at this point like, have real questions yeah, about no, of course about uh, your your thesis. I like thesis. to think that our listeners like me to take a little bit of liberty. You know, well, they, like they give to me think their and trust. Mm -hmm. And I try to present them with quality ideas, but I, I like to occasionally have a little bit of fun doing really? it. Really? Is that right? Yeah. What is the edge of this company in the market, if I may ask? We're going to they're, have to they, ask some They're questions. in rural locations, so they don't compete with the big boys. And um, so uh, even though their infrastructure they a higher margin is or something a little bit. No, they, uh, they simply earn competitive What about margins? Walmart? They're getting into those kinds of um, smaller markets, don't they? I don't know if they're in the market. That's what I don't like about the supermarket industry is Walmart, Walmart, Walmart. That's all. They basically crushed well, the life out of the returns on capital of the industry. Walmart has um, been a presence for the last uh, ten, years? ten years in the grocery business. And since then, uh, this company has roughly doubled in size as measured by revenue. How about and, as measured um, in return on capital? Grew in every year for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. The return on capital so is my uh, plants, you know. The return on capital is in the mid to high single digits. Mm -hmm. Yet the stock price performance has been market perform. On average for the last 10 years. Well, on average is an average company. And so uh, there's a lot of stocks like this if you can you know avoid them you'll have better results. Just like no, Warren I'm Buffett sorry. wants to do if it's a high quality business you just buy it when on occasion it happens to be cheap. The yield here is 4%, and they're earning their dividend more than twice over with earnings down about uh, 20% from the peak levels so, in a vibrant economy. So your story, solid franchise, low risk, high yield. Six times EBITDA. Okay. okay. There's some leverage that way. here. Interesting. I think the reason the stock is underperformed this year is because there's uh, been some concern about uh, risk as measured particularly by balance sheet leverage and the ability to refinance working capital lines with local banks. And so uh, the other thing I, I would tell people is you need to find out where Ingalls is in terms of their debt. According to Value Line, they have uh, something like 80% of it coming due in the next five years. 
So uh, you want to understand what kind of debt they have. Um, but, you know, like I say, the stock's been underperforming badly. Will you be offering that type of debt analysis no, for I us here today? No, uh uh-uh. No. That would require some actual preparation, it's very which I'm really not willing to do. Um, now, well, I started looking at Ingalls and, you know, the dividend, and I kind of wonder, well, how competitive is 4% and can I earn 4% on Safeway, for example? Uh, has it underperformed the same way? Uh, actually, it has. Uh, the yield is half as much, about 2%. But Safeway is sort of the uh, cream of the crop in the mainstream grocery industry where it, because they still earn 30% gross margins in an industry where everybody else earns 25 to 27. And they turn that then into operating margins uh, north of 6.5% on average where everybody else is more like 55 So you actually get a... Uh, a better performing company financially. It's been a market performer since 2004, um, but uh, overexpanded uh, between 2000 and 2003 on the back of some uh, very high returns that subsequently came down to these levels. Now they've stabilized here, and so let's let's pay them for what they can do. Oh, by the way, this uh, this uh, stock is on page 19. 49, the year the first production jet fighter was delivered to the U.S. military. That's 1949. Are you on Wikipedia today, Vern? Um, you an or something today? <laughs> <laughs> the stock's at about 19, which is close to the all-time low, or at least the low in the last 10 years or so. Um, <laughs> nine times earnings. There's a, been a recent in, internal buyer. Uh, this one is five times EBITDA. I just want so, to interject that Greenlight Capital is on page 2030, the year Vern was committed to a home. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I've got, got 20 plus years ahead yeah, of me I'm then. Enjoy them. I'm going to enjoy them. home, my okay. friend. <laughs> and something to look forward to as well. Uh, <laughs> so here's the actual recommendation. I mean, this is five times EBITDA. And uh, I'll remind everybody that's. The total market value of equity and debt divided by uh, what Value Line calls operating margin times revenue or EBITDA, and uh, call it think of it as cash earnings. And so, it's a way of describing if I bought the whole company, what would I have to pay to take out all of the claims holders? And um, well, and you can compare it to a bond yield. And I would buy. Comparison. I would buy half a position of each. I got. Uh, let's give me the higher. Uh, Give me the higher yield at Ingalls, and uh, I'll mix that with better uh, growth and return characteristics. Safeway generates return on capital, 9%, 10%. Their leverage turns that into uh, uh, low teens uh, kind of return on equity. Um, If they can meet value lines model for equity value five years out, you're talking about 20 to 30% annualized returns from here. So take a look at that's SWY. Well, plus you might again. end up owning the same stock anyway. Isn't Ingalls a takeout candidate by Safeway? Well, of course. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, that's not why you the issue, why. well, the, the you know, Safeway, historically people have been concerned about leverage because they went, they, they bought a lot of stuff in the late 90s. It was a lot of what fueled their expansion. They were leveraging, uh, they were leveraging uh, the company uh, as they did that, generating very high return on capital off of a very small base, and then uh, you know their uh, their need to execute ran into uh, 
uh, ran into the reality of what are sustainable returns in the grocery industry. And uh, they used to a be... A sad story indeed. Well, right? uh, you know, a familiar one, right? They used to earn 10% uh, EBITDA margins in the 99-2000 time period. And, you know, now it's... Walmart. Uh, six and a half. Well, um, you know, that, like I you know, as you point out, they or as I pointed <coughs> out, they've been, uh, they've been fighting these guys. And successfully, there's room for a specialist grocer. Anyway, well, uh, yeah. Room and that for was a specialist that, you know, so, train carrier. You know, these are all good companies because the industry's already had a fairly massive consolidation. There's probably one more round to go, and that'd be another reason to own some Ingles. And uh, my last stock this week, and uh, this we're winding up, you know, down to the end of the show, aren't we? Sure seems that way. You won't have that much time on this one. I'm a little uh, overcome. Give me a second. Okay. It'll be all right. We'll stock, be back next The last week. stock here is uh, Canon. This is actually an ADR. The symbol is CAJ, uh, Canon in Japan, I, maybe. Uh, the stock recently, uh, 37 actually closed today. Excuse me, Vern. What page number is this one on? This is on page 1978, the year the world discovered Chrissy Hind. Uh, that's 1978. Chrissy who? Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders. Ah, I, I wasn't a, mm. a fan. Mm, that's too bad. Um, and here again is a stock that uh, Canon uh, was an underperformer through the last recession. It's been underperforming since late last year. Over a long period of time, however, it's been a market performer. Very narrow band of relative performance. It's near the bottom of that as, you know, graphed by value line here. Um, I, they have virtually no debt. So right now, with the stock having cratered from 60 to, you know, in the, in the mid-30s where it is here, I can get this incredibly competitive um, player in a very competitive industry, <coughs> earning uh, here in a recession 15% EBITDA margins down from 20. I'm betting you they can take them back to where they were. They've been earning uh, mid, uh, uh, mid-teens return on capital and on equity because they have no leverage. Um, I can buy cyclically low, or it looks like it anyway, cash flow at 10 times that number. <coughs> Dividend, they showed down. You want to remind yourself this is an ADR. It was probably down in dollar terms, but not in local currency terms. Uh, other than that, I, there's been nothing but a rising dividend ever since uh, 1993. Hmm. And since then? It's been up every year. Up every year. <coughs> Until this year, where I think currency is. Okay, out of time, Vern. Favorite idea this week? Favorite idea this week is uh, the combination of Ingalls and Safeway. And I'm going to have to go with Greenlight Capital, ticker GLRE. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>